This is Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks, where a spirit board conversation sparked our spiritual evolution. I'm Shale. And I'm Cheyenne. And each week, we explore a world where there is much more than meets the eye. So pour yourself a drink and join us as we cheers to a witch in good time. All right. Welcome back, Coven. We are starting the new year. Um, We missed you. We hope you all had a wonderful end of 2021, wonderful holiday season for all of those holidays that you may or may not celebrate um, and that you're sinking into the cozy darkness that comes with winter um, and getting lots of introspection time. Um, But to kick off the new year, We are super excited because we have a very special guest returning for a second time to grace us with her incredible talent and magical ways. Um, And we will jump into that really soon. But of course, before we get started, Cheyenne, what are you drinking? Well, ooh, all right. Well, I just launched my phone across the room. (laughs) So off to a great start. I needed a little bit of assistance calming my mind, coming to presence and being settled today. So I made myself a London fog. Mm, Classic. Yeah. Sweetened with uh, honey from Cheyenne, Wyoming. And I steamed my milk and everything. So it's like fluffy and marshmallowy and I'm starting to feel slightly more human. So it's working, I think. Mm, that's such a good way to to start the evening. Yeah, it's just got a little bit of caffeine, but I've got a little headache that I'm trying to kick. So, yeah, do what you gotta do. You know, all, <laughs> all working symbiotically today. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? What are you drinking? So I also was kind of in a weird mental headspace after this week and today. Um, so I'm really trying to focus on what I want to bring into the new year. So I got a lot of time to do intentions and stuff like that yesterday, but yeah, today also was feeling a little buzzy in the mind. So I have called upon some tea. Um, I think I had this in the last <laughs> interview we had too, but <laughs> I'm just really loving her right now. So I have a little bit of Damiana, but I mixed her with a little bit of ladies mantle too. They're just two herbs that are just like singing to my heart right now, helping calm the mind and or just soothing. And I also sweeten mine with a little bit of honey, but it's stuff that I brought back from Ireland. And so it just feels like a little bit of special coziness in a cup. So, which it sounds like it's on theme for tonight. <laughs> yes. Um, speaking of themes for tonight, what is our theme? Ooh, we are jumping into the astrology of the new year yet again. So we brought back the lovely Gina who gave us so much great insight last year. Um, I know both Shine and I were completely mesmerized <laughs> by the end <laughs> of her interview. And so we brought her back to get her wonderful insight for 2022. Um, so Gina, what are you drinking tonight? Hi ladies. Thank you so much. I am, I am also sipping on something nice and warm. I'm having a hot toddy. Oh, Ooh. so good. And I actually have some local Colorado honey that I put in it. So it is just yummy and delicious. As you both know, it is freezing tonight. So it's warming <laughs> me right up. Mm, I love that. Me too. I feel like warm, cozy beverages to start our new year. It's, uh, it's lovely that we all made that intentional choice separately. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's important, um, going into this and before we, you know, chat about what the stars have in store for us this year. Um, and before we consult our tarot cards, I'm going to start shuffling while I'm chatting. Um, you had a train of thought, find it. Coziness. Oh, after, after the last year, two years, five years, question mark. Uh, (laughs) um I feel like we're all like we're all just kind of quietly tiptoeing into 2022 like just like hi please don't upset anything nobody touch anything like just all hyper heightened um so we'll yeah we'll see how (laughs) how that anxiety manifests in our card pool today I mean, no pressure, Gina. All of that is to say that I'm hoping you have some positive aspects <laughs> yes, for us to yeah, look no. forward to today. It's all about looking at things from a different point of view in a, you know, a way that things are happening for us and not to us. Mm. Yes. Always, always a good reminder. Ooh. Okay. Well, this is ironic. <laughs> We've actually, no, but that would have been great. This is ironic in a different kind of way, in maybe more of a like chill out kid, you're gonna be fine kind of way. Uh, we actually just drew the Ten of Cups. Oh. Ten of Cups is a celebration card. Um, so you know, typically it's a nice New Year card, I would say. Sorry, I'm flipping to the page. Okay, so going into the New Year, thinking about our intentions, what we want to bring with us, what kind of energy um, is kind of floating around this weekend for us. The 10 of cups is all about love, happiness, and the comfort of family. The 10 reminds us to look towards those who have always been there for us when we are feeling blue and to be appreciative of the happy, stable comforts in our lives. We see a man and a woman holding hands in front of a small log cabin in the mountains. Flowers blossom around them and a rainbow soars over their home. These two people live a simple life, They may have very little, but at the same time, they seem to have it all. The woman's hand is tattooed with a rose and the word love, symbolizing that love is all she needs in her life. The man has a mandala flower tattooed on his arm, symbolizing balance and peace. Within their little world, there is not much to be sad about. Take joy in the simple pleasures in your life. Forgive any grudges you may be holding and open your heart to the joy and happiness that comes from a loving family relationship. Hmm. Very synonymous with what we're going to be talking about. Tarot just has a way, doesn't it? There's no coincidences in life. There really isn't. I was also thinking, Cheyenne, that, that, you know, you and I have been talking a lot about like, what's the word that we're going to bring into 2022? Yeah. Um, Almost like a mantra. And um, I love the word that you chose, if it's okay to share it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you always said that you're going to bring nourishment into 2022, which I just think is a beautiful, uh, beautiful word to take with you, but that's what that kind of came to mind. Um, when you're reading that card is, is I think 2022 is about remembering the small things and and the things that are most important. We've been so distracted almost, and just in such a heightened state of tension and anxiety in the last two years that. I think 2022 is also here to remind us that after dark times, the sunlight does return and we will be 
experiencing joy and happiness and all of those things again, because it can't stay bad forever. Right. But <laughs> we're all, I think, feeling valid in tiptoeing into 2022, but that card makes me feel optimistic that all of us are going to do what we can to seek that nourishment and find that within ourselves, whatever that looks like. Yeah. I love that. All right. 10 of cups. I see you. <laughs> we hear it's you. fine. Um, okay. So without further ado, I know we have a lot to cover today, Gina. Yes. Um, but before we dive into the year, just like a quick, hi, how are you? What's happening for you? How's your year been since we talked to you? What's been going on in the world of Moon Mama Gina? Well, um, it has been a big year. Um, for me, a lot has gone on in my life. Um, a lot of great things, a lot of things that seemed dark at first, but then came through as being very light. Mm -hmm. And it was for me, it was for people around me. Um, I think we all went through a lot in 2021, whether we were experiencing our, it ourselves or being the people right next to those experiencing it with close ones and being healers in that sense. So um, a, big, a big theme for me in 2021 was healing from a multitude of standpoints. And I'm just coming into 2022 as well, tiptoeing with tremendous amounts of gratitude and optimism and also respect for what has been and what's to come. Mm, exciting. Yeah. I, I always appreciate your, <coughs> excuse me, your full and new moon updates on Instagram. You've still been doing those um, yes. all year. And I know, um, actually I talked to readers about them or I'll send or readers, listeners, <laughs> sorry. Today was a literary witch day, so I'm in a different zone. I agree with you. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we have listeners who, you know, will send, send your stories back and forth and be like, this is what's happening. This is why. Or if things are feeling kind of squirrely, we're like, okay, wait, like, what are the stars doing? Like, what's Gina talking about today? And there's, it's, you know, no coincidences, right? We always happen to check in at those opportune moments and gain that insight. So I just... I, you know, I really appreciate being able to, to access and interact with you in that way, um, throughout such a weird tumultuous year too. So those were nice little bright spots for not just me, but a lot of our listeners as well. So keep Thank doing so them. Much. Thank you. I actually just did one today. Today's the new moon in Capricorn. Oh yeah. So this, that will have passed by the time we, um, Aaron. we post this, but um, what kind of residual energy hangs out around that? Like what's a good, just a good reminder of, of what we can do on new moons. Well, new moon energy represents new beginnings and new beginnings with a lot of it, like enthusiasm behind it, um, intention setting behind it for the lunar cycle. And it's, it's really special just because it is right in the beginning of the new year that we have this new moon in Capricorn and with the Capricorn energies, Capricorn energy is a, still a big theme for this year. And it represents, it represents our ambitions. It represents, you know, our discipline, um, how we hold ourselves to a standard in this life. It also, it represents our career. It represents structures in our life, government, um, corporate hierarchies. So 
there is a new beginning setting forth in that area of our life. And if you want to look at where this is showing up for you, you look at what house, I believe it's 12 degrees of Capricorn falls in, in your mm. chart. And that shows the area of life that's being highlighted during any moon phase, any transit, any sort of like point in your chart, those houses. Nice. So good. You're Thanks. just like, so quick. <laughs> you know, you. I'm so impressed. <laughs> um, okay. Let's, let's dive in. Let's talk about it. What, what's happening this year in the sky? Okay. So we're going to have another action packed year. It's going to be big. Um, and for those of you who are listening, um, if you have your birth chart available to you, it is great to listen and to have it pulled up. So I'll be referencing some points and degrees if you're familiar with how to look at those. And with that, you look at what house these points, degrees, planets, signs are falling into. And that, again, as I just said, will show the area of your life that'll really be highlighted throughout this year and with the highlights that I'll be talking about this year. But to recap really quickly, um, a couple of the big things from 2021 that are, you know, making an impact in 2022, we had um, the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in Aquarius, and this transit was a big theme in 2021. These were two planets set up at zero degrees of Aquarius on December 21st of 2020 during the winter solstice, and this was called the Great Conjunction. And when we thought about, when we think about Jupiter, um, which is growth and Saturn, which is limitation and timing in 2021, we saw, we saw a big completion point with Jupiter and Saturn leaving Capricorn, which represents our structures, government, um, responsibilities and hierarchy and starting a new journey in the beginning point of Aquarius, where we could look at what we would like to start from here on out for our future. Um, this was a very big energy of 2021 as Aquarius represents the revolutionary ones, the nonconformist, the freedom lovers, and really signified future um, technology, computers, um, and the collective community. So I wanted to just reference that real quick as, um, you know, with this Aquarius energy and timing and expansion highlighted in Aquarius, we really had stepping forth the revolutionary ones in this world and the ones that stood apart from everyone else. And I really wanted to just highlight that as well as the Saturn Uranus squares that we talked about last year. Um, I believe that that was the biggest transit of 2021. We will see be seeing this transit as well one more time in 2022. So I just wanted to give a quick recap of it. When we have Saturn squaring Uranus, Saturn is timing. Uranus is quick changing energy. It made a 90 degree angle, which is called a square. And that is where two planets making that 90 degree angle are challenged. It's disharmonious. It's disruptive. And this happened three times during 2021. 
So timing and quick and sudden changes were not lining up. Um, this happened February 17th of 2021, June 14th of 2021, and just recently on Christmas Eve, December 24th of 2021. So um, this caused friction friction between staying in the same old holding on to type of thought pattern, um, ideas, philosophies that we are all used to, and moving into a quick and sudden shift into more innovative ways, innovative thoughts, and things that completely shook the ground beneath us, in a sense. Um, this could have felt like an internal tug of war from what we need to be pushing forward and what we knew and what we felt comfortable with. So this placement had been, we've been feeling this for almost two and a half years with Saturn and Capricorn, but now with it in Aquarius, we are really shedding the ways of old and all those Capricorn energies and foraging forward, but it has caused quick and sudden changes. So with that, we have one more um, Saturn square Uranus happening in 2022, which I will reference in a little bit, but I really wanted to touch on those 2021 themes before we kicked off this year's um, big themes and predictions. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that and I think uh, your episode was definitely one that people revisited often throughout the year. So um, I would also just like to invite everyone at this moment, if you haven't already, grab yourself a notepad um, and jot down some of these dates, pull up your chart if you have it, um, because that just, it's it's so interesting to to reflect on that initial episode and those energies too, um, and really like really see these cultural reference points in your head when you're describing it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that did happen. Okay, <laughs> we did talk about this. All right, thanks for bearing with us through that break. Um, so. Gina, I know we're going to start diving into 2022 and what awaits us, but just out of curiosity, as you were talking earlier and kind of reflecting on 2021, um, it felt like 2021 was like very macro level change, right? Like kind of 10,000 foot view. It's, it's like big systems change and big cultural change and um, you know, change felt kind of on a global scale. I'm curious as we jump into 2022, if we're seeing almost like a narrowing in now, like we had that macro change and now we're narrowing into almost individuals. Um, if that's kind of what you are seeing as an energy or if that's something that you're kind of feeling or if that question even makes sense. <laughs> I think, Shale, you really hit the nail on the head. Oh, my um, intuition is right. I'm so excited. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I just, I feel like a big theme with 2022 is to really start looking within and finding our inner strength and our inner constitution in the midst of 
everything happening in the outside world, everything, this weathering this storm, knowing that internally we are strong, we are stable and we are supported and we are not gonna get flopped around in the wind. Yes, that's, that's kind of what I was feeling. Like 2021 was about pulling us out of like the, the status quo, right? And being like, oh, you know, helping us to recognize, hey, you're part of this very intricate network <laughs> of energies and of source, right? And now 2022 is about, okay, how do I make my part in that? So that's kind of what I was feeling. So I'm excited. <laughs> you are right on time. Beautiful. Well, I will jump in. Um, and I'm going to focus on three parts of 2022, three of the parts that I felt were significant. Um, so we're going to be talking about the eclipses and the nodal change, Jupiter and Pisces conjunct Neptune, as well as the Mercury retrogrades and Venus retrograde. So to start off, um, I wanted to start with the eclipses because we are taking, we're going to take a new step into a new nodal access. And we are going to be having four eclipses this year. And the eclipses occur on the north and the south node axis. So this will be taking place in January of 2022. As the north and the south node goes from Gemini and Sagittarius into Taurus and Scorpio. So when we think about the nodes, the nodes are our fate or our destiny in this lifetime. Um, it sometimes can be referred to as your true node. And what it does is it shows us our, our life's purpose. So the North node shows us our fundamental visions, what we came into this life to learn. The South node is very karmic and shows energies we bring with us from previous lifetimes. And when we think about the eclipses, the new moons are with solar eclipses, the full moons are with lunar eclipses. And these eclipse energies are essentially for the overall collective, but we all have north and south nodes that are specific to our chart and our sole purpose in this lifetime. So with the, north, with the nodes, moving into the north node of Taurus and the south node of Scorpio, this next 18 months, which is how long they will be in those signs, can be especially potent for any of us that have the north node, especially in Taurus, um, if that's hitting your personal birth chart and is really going to highlight your growth and potential in this next 18 months. If you don't have Taurus, um, as your north node, what you will do is you'll look at what house Taurus as well as Scorpio falls in on your chart. And that will be the area of life that's really being highlighted during this eclipse season. So I wanted to back up real quick and recap the past 18 months when the north node was in Gemini and the south node was in Sagittarius. These are air and fire, Gemini air, Sagittarius fire elements, which really highlight our thoughts, the way we communicate, our beliefs, education, um, our beliefs in religion, as well as expansive energy. 
So if we think about it, for the past 18 months with the North Node being in Gemini, South Node in Sagittarius, we have been in an informational belief heavy time where we had the North Node in Gemini ruled by Mercury, the messenger, directing our focus and energy on getting as much information as we can, communicating it, duality as Gemini represents the twins, um, highlighting the way we interact with others as well. So this has been a very heavy theme with the North Node in Gemini for the past 18 months. Then we have this karmic South Node energy in Sagittarius. This is fire energy. It's ruled by Jupiter, the expander. And during this time, it has allowed us to really look at the baggage and hopefully let go of some of the baggage that has been centered around old belief systems, ethics, possibly religion, philosophy, and heal some of this past life energy or past timeline energy in this lifetime that we've lived, that we've brought with us into this life up to current. So with the North Node moving from Gemini into Taurus on January 18th of 2022, it will remain there until July of 2023. There's gonna be a strong emphasis on what is more true for us now, what we value. We spent the last 18 months collecting all the information, getting all of you know, the communication, and now it's time to ground down into that Taurus energy and see what brings value to us. And that value is based on everything we've gone through in the North Node in Gemini and applying it now and how we can create stability and security in our lives to make us feel really much more safe than we probably have been in these past two years and really examining what value is to us and a sense of groundedness. Taurus represents the five senses. It's an earth energy and it holds a very strong emphasis on love um, as it's ruled by the planet of Venus. And, um, and it also has to do with our personal money. Our personal money is gonna be on center stage as well this year and during the time of these eclipses with this nodal change. Now, when we think of the South Node, the South Node in Scorpio, the South Node represents, or I'm sorry, Scorpio, when we think about Scorpio, Scorpio represents power. It represents our emotions. Um, there is a heavy emphasis of transformation, secrets, sexuality, as well as shared resources. So Scorpio is a water sign and very emotionally intelligent. And when we think about working with the South Node energies in Scorpio, this is gonna be more of a completion energy. And an energy, an energy that we have looked at, we have learned from, and are ready to let go of. Um, the, uh, sorry, not to interrupt you here, but just the, the juxtaposition of, of all of those energies in this specific transit and our 10 of cups card is really striking. I know. 
I know that's why I said no coincidences. No coincidences. None. I know. And, you know, ladies, with this, we are almost able to welcome this a little bit easier than possibly in the past. Um, and especially if this is something that we're conscious of, this happening is something that we're conscious of and aware of, we're able to kind of let some of this go and welcome it more with open arms. As you know, Scorpio, this energy, the Scorpio, the energy of Scorpio likes to hold on to things to possibly the very, very end until it's ready to let go. I know I am a Scorpio, so I can <laughs> say that with confidence. Um, but there's also a focus now with the South Node going from Sagittarius, which are big, broad belief systems, philosophy, religion, into Scorpio, where we can almost shed some of those old beliefs centered around Scorpio energy. So this can be like a deeper connection with our bodies, the wisdom that is true around that, our sexuality, all that is encompassing Scorpio energy and letting go of some of those past beliefs that were limiting to us. And I thought that that was a really important theme as well during this nodal change. So with the nodes, the nodes travel backwards. So we just had the North node in Gemini traveling from 29 degrees to zero. On January 18th, we will start the nodal shift where the North node will be at 29 degrees of Taurus going back to zero degrees of Taurus um, over the next 18 months. So just to give you a little context behind that. So I encourage everyone to look at what house twenty or house is 29 degrees to zero degrees of Taurus fall in. Um, and that will again be the area of life that we're, that will be bringing forth new value, structure, stability, and groundedness centered around our self-worth, love, and how we love ourselves first and foremost. In addition to that, look at what house 29 to zero degrees of Scorpio falls in, and that's the area of our lives where we will be letting go of old, expired, past thoughts, beliefs, and emotions to make space for those new energies to come in. So really thinking about some healing themes during this time to take what we've learned and to apply it to, apply it to what we need now in order to make us feel grounding, apply it to our self-worth, apply it to how we love ourselves. Self-worth being first and foremost frontline though, and really giving us a, self, a sense of self-security and a strong constitution. This also has to do with money as Taurus is our personal finances and Scorpio is shared resources. So maybe feeling more of a comfort into doing something on your own in the area of your own personal finances and feeling very strengthened and secure in that area. Um, but also knowing that this is more of a transformation and graduating time from everything that we've just learned in the past 18 months and absorbing and applying 
what we've learned personally, taking it into account and taking into account, excuse me, what stays, what we grow from and what goes. So Gina, as, as I'm kind of reflecting here, um, you can even hear in your voice, this feels largely optimistic <laughs> compared to the last couple of years we've had. And it feels like an exciting new chapter. Um, but I could, I could sense that some of our listeners might still feel maybe some hesitation or some fear or timidness um, around big, big concepts like this, like letting mm-hmm. go of things or um, welcoming almost like a deeper look at ourselves in the mirror. Right. Um, and so as we move through these and as we have the energies that can help support us through these, what advice for you, what advice might you have for people who might be feeling that fear or hesitation that want to lean into this more, but are maybe feeling a little bit nervous? (laughs) Well, I think we're all nervous. I mean, we've just endured so much change and such a disruption in what we thought was, you know, normal or what we thought was, you know, consistent in our lives. So I think we are all experiencing some, some angst and stress and PTSD from the past couple of years. And it's hard to think of going through more change and developing more and to take the deeper dive within. But I think knowing that regardless of what we think is the best for our path, we are always directed in the path that we need to go in, regardless of how hesitant and how much we fight it. And knowing that and seeing what's unfolded for the past couple of years, knowing that we've always been put on that right path, if we can enter into it with some trust and some compassion for ourselves and some grace for ourselves, knowing that even if it is a little messy and even if we are scared, we are all being directed on our right and true path because the true node, the North node is guiding us to our life's purpose and where we are supposed to be in this life. I, I don't even have words. That was <laughs> an incredible message. And, and thank you, Gina. I don't know how you just came up with off the top of your head, but I'm like teary-eyed over here. Right, thank like you. crisis averted. <laughs> I was so comforting. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. And just to note, if, if you guys want to, if you want to take note of this, um, we have, I have the dates of the eclipses for this year. They, um, and of course, take note of the house that these points fall in and that will, and then show you the theme of that eclipse. So we have April 30th. The first, um, April 30th, 2022 will be Taurus in Taurus, a partial solar eclipse, and it will be at 10 degrees of Taurus at 2.42 PM Mountain Standard Time. Then we'll have another one, May 15th. This will be a Scorpio total lunar eclipse at 25 degrees of Scorpio at 10.12 PM Mountain Standard Time. So of course, adjust for whatever time zone you're in. And Then following that, we have October 25th, 2022. We will have a Scorpio partial solar eclipse at two degrees of Scorpio at 5.01 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And then again on November 8th, 
2022, a Taurus total lunar eclipse at 16 degrees of Taurus, 4 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So theme I felt for the eclipses was finding stability, safety, and what we need to survive from a very simplistic standpoint. Because if we think about Taurus, Taurus is also agriculture. It's growing our own food. It's, you know, being in tune with what we need to survive, feels safe, stable, and um, safety, stability, and security during this big time of growth, transformation, and all of the things that are unfolding. So actually simplifying how we feel those Taurus energies in the midst of all of this transformation happening. And also knowing that we're resilient and that comes from our inner strength. So that big theme of developing that inner strength then forth builds our resistance and makes us resilient. So then I wanna, I wanna go into Jupiter and Pisces with the conjunction to Neptune. So when we think about the planet of Jupiter, Jupiter represents expansion. It intensifies and enlarges whatever energy it's pairing with. Jupiter is also the planet of luck, um, good fortune, and is a very optimistic planet. So with Jupiter entering into Pisces, the sign of Pisces is very dreamy. It's imaginative and it's emotionally intelligent energy. Pisces is a water energy and it represents our deep subconscious emotion. Um, it represents empathy, intuition, spiritual growth, but also on the flip side can lead to confusion, escapism and emotional overwhelm. So during 2021, Jupiter was predominantly in the sign of Aquarius. And as we talked about um, Jupiter with this expansive energy in Aquarius, Aquarius representing our community, future aspirations and plans, our individuality and how we stand apart from the crowd. Um, I personally have really seen this energy stepping into our individual light and putting, um, putting that individuality and that eccentric type of like energy on center stage in 2020, 2021, excuse me. And I really feel like it's just been a beautiful thing to watch unfold. I mean, we've seen people really step into their individual light with confidence, whereas before there might've been hesitation or resistance, personal resistance and hesitation because of not feeling accepted by the collective. But I think we've seen in 2021, a lot of that has fallen by the wayside. Um, but in 2021, Ju Jupiter kind of dipped its toes a little bit into Pisces. And that was from May 13th of 2021 to July 28th of 2021. And that was from zero to two degrees of Pisces. Um, and then it went back into Aquarius during that time after. So thinking back to that time, this gave us a preview on how those two interacted off and will be a big theme in 2022. 
So in this upcoming year, Jupiter, it's got some pep in its step. I'll tell you that it's entering into Pisces on December 29th of 2021 at zero degrees and moves completely through the sign of Pisces by May 10th of 2022, where at that time it moves into the motivational, initiating fire sign of Aries at zero degrees. It travels to eight degrees from there of Aries, where it will then station retrograde and then begin moving backwards, re-entering into Pisces. And that will happen on October 28th to December 21st of 2022. It'll be at 29 to 28 degrees of Pisces. So when we think about these two, this pair, this expansive, fortunate, optimistic energy of Jupiter with the watery emotional sign of Pisces, we have so much support and beautiful energy that is allowing us to embrace our imagination, our compassionate and empathetic side. It allows us to dream big, travel into the expansive depths of our imagination. Um, there is a heightened sense of intuition that we are able to see and feel, but more importantly, trust within ourselves and really knowing that we can trust the unseen road ahead with confidence, even if the moment things may be dark, we know in our hearts that with darkness comes light, as you said. So this is also a time where our artistic and creative sides may have a lot of free flowing energy um, really backing it. So it's a great time to take advantage of that as well to just be very creative and whatever art may look like to you to really step into it and, you know, let that kind of welcome itself into your world as well. But, you know, the biggest thing that I get from this is that there can really be some, you know, some really beautiful and pure authentic connections occurring during this time. Pisces allows us to go deeper into the human connection and emotion, kind of more below the surface type of connection and really approach relationship with compassion and and like a really more robust awareness of what you and others are feeling. Not just, you know, surface level, but really taking that deep dive with yourself and others. Um, so from a high road standpoint, high road perspective, this is an energy that supports care as well as compassion um, and empathy also increased intuition where we can look to our intuition, our spirituality and our spiritual guides for answers um, and really look within to find the questions that we have and find the answers to those questions, not really letting the outside dictate what questions or answers that we are discovering. And also really embracing what could become and letting our, imagine be, our imagination be expansive while keeping our feet on the ground in a sense though as well. Now, if we think about low road energies during this time and how they could show up, um, it can show up as like confusion. 
possibly overwhelm. And empathetic to the point where you are absorbing other people's energy and making it your own. And in turn, escapism, wanting to escape from your life, escape from your reality, go into different worlds and doing things that are taking you away from this world, but just for the sheer fact of wanting to escape it. So the medicine behind this is really to give yourself the opportunity to remove the noise, the outside noise, taking a deeper dive and asking yourself, number one, what I'm feeling, are these thoughts, feelings, and emotions mine? Or are they coming from outside sources? And number two, trusting your intuition, trusting yourself, trusting your spirituality and your guides to be strong in that constitution and to know your truth, as well as having emotional boundaries, still showing up, of course, because that's important and will be very important for this year, but knowing your limits and not functioning from an empty cup. And I wanna also touch on while Jupiter is in Pisces, it is going to make a conjunction or line right up to the same degree of the planet Neptune. So when Jupiter and Pisces meets up with the ruler of Pisces, Neptune, in the sign of Pisces, they form a conjunction. And that is when they're at the same degree. And that will take place on April 12th, 2022 at 23 degrees. So this is amplifying energy. And this amplifies the energy of Pisces in a very big way. You could also, you, you could almost say it's like a triple effect since both Jupiter and Neptune were and are the rulers of Pisces. The traditional ruler of Pisces was Jupiter. And now in modern times, the ruler of Pisces is Neptune. So both of them being in conjunct in the sign of Pisces this is pretty massive. Yeah. This is going to be, yes, this is going to be a big signature energy of 2022. So, and you'll hear a lot of astrologers talking about this date. I personally like to choose to stay on the opportunistic and the positive side of things. This can be such a creative time. This can be such an intense, emotionally compassionate time an imaginative time, as well as a very intuitive time. This is really going to allow us to, like to, I always like to say, this is going to support us if we choose to really explore what's below the surface, as well as taking into account the most, the innermost depths of our emotions and exploring what I like to call like the outer crevices or the outer areas of our emotions that we never visit. Um, so this is a great time for us to really like sink into the subconscious to allow like nonverbal communication, speaking to each other through eye contact, through touch to really like tap into those other ways of connecting with others. And all of this is really here for us on a, on a deeper level to allow us to take a deeper dive with others, but most importantly with ourselves. So high load, 
high road, excuse me. This is a big exploratory time of what's within, but also remember those low road energies and not to fall victim to deception or illusion and not wanting to escape from life. But this is a very healing time, healing energy time and to heal our inner selves and our inner wounds. Well, I have to say, I am feeling more optimistic <laughs> well, than I think I was prior. Well, I think it just really goes into, you know, your question, um, Shell, as to how can we how can we take this information and take what, you know, the big themes are of 2022 and not be so like possibly overwhelmed or feeling of possibly being scared or just like not wanting to take on any more transformation or, you know, everything that surrounds that, but knowing that we are so supported to kind of take that deeper dive right now with this and that it will almost feel natural to us based on these placements and based on this heavy, emotional, intuitive water energy of Pisces that we're in and know that we're supported with the opportunistic, optimistic, and fortunate planet of Jupiter being in that sign. Yeah, it feels like just something that kind of keeps popping up for me as I'm listening. It feels like this is the year that if there was anything you wanted to do, that maybe you have been standing in your own way, perhaps, or um, maybe felt was too much of a risk for you, or just was outside of your comfort zone or something like that. It feels like this is the year that's calling us to pursue those things and to step outside of our comfort zone a little bit and to take that leap. Absolutely. And I think the work that we're going to do this year and the work that we're really being called to do is going to help us stand very firm in what, in the energies that we put forth and what we want to do going forward. Yeah, well, it's, so much. it's so interesting, just kind of ruminating on this. And I feel like this happened last time <laughs> too, where I'm like, ah, I have so many notes I need to read now. Um, to really unpack all of my thoughts, but um, I've just been kind of pondering based on these transits and what we've been chatting about, pondering what, what 2022's word is, right? If mine is nourish, what word are we giving 2022? And the one that keeps popping up for me is trust. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think that's great. And I think it's very synonymous with everything that we're going to be, you know, experiencing and for ourselves and in the collective is to just trust and to know that we're supported and to know that we are being led on the right path, even if we're resisting it, which I resist it all the time. <laughs> Story of our lives. I put the wall up until I'm ready to break the wall down. <laughs> but usually it's broken down before I'm ready. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just pictured Gina in, in like that scene in the shining where Jack Nicholson's like <laughs> down the door. <laughs> yeah. oh, just ready. Break down those walls. Trust yeah. bust through. I'm speaking um, mostly to myself in all this. <laughs> I, you know, it's so funny. Shell and I make that joke a lot. 
Um, but I think the reality is this is all very relatable to mm-hmm. so many people and we're all having these same conversations. So it's really nice to be able to put this somewhere where, you know, our extended coven can come and find some solace and, you know, regroup, um, yeah. which I think a lot of people really used that, that season one episode to, to regroup, to check in and be like, okay, well, what is happening? Like, <laughs> um, well- you know, it makes you feel like you're not alone, you know, and you're not on this island all by yourself, just wondering if you're the only person who's really experiencing the waves that are, you know, coming into your life and all of these, you know, crazy things that are popping up. So I think for me and for others as well, it just, it lets us know that we're all going through this in our own personal way and from a collective and to know that we're not alone and to know that we're supported and that we have our community around us as well. Mm, I think that's such a good per witch and slip. Yes. If, if, if you are feeling alone, just remember that you do have a network Mm -hmm. that you can reach out to, even if it's, it's this little online space that we have here at OBMM, you know, we always welcome people to just reach out. If you have questions, if you have concerns, if you have something you need support with your perwitchin is to first of all, remember that you're not alone. You're not on an Island, but also that you have the perwitchin to reach out to your network and to find that support if you need it. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, well, speaking of support, um, where can people find you, Gina, outside of this episode, what's going on with you in 2022? Do you have opportunities for people to work with you? Yes, um, I am continuing to do my birth chart readings. I, um, I do them in person if you're in the Denver, Colorado area, or I do them on Zoom. And I'm also um, going to be doing another retreat this year, which I'm very excited and honored to be a part of. This will be a yoga retreat happening on an island in Greece. Oh, and, yes. we're there. Sign us up. Okay. <laughs> please, please take me in your suitcase. <laughs> done done um and that'll be taking place june 4th through june 11th and um we're very excited we had to postpone it last year just because of the world and you know divine timing and all but i think that this is going to allow us even better timing and a better opportunity to all come together and hold a sacred space for each other and to help each other grow and heal and give each other the tools needed in order to step away from it and a new found you. Mm, that will be such beautiful medicine and healing for everybody. Thank you. Um, where can people find information on that retreat on your website? I will be on my website and also my Instagram page. Um, I'm still on my regular Instagram page, Gina Hun. It's G-E-N-A-H-O-N. And that's where I do my new and full moon um, Instagram stories and where I post things and where you can also find the link to my website as well as to the retreat as well. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And we will link, um, link a direct link to your website below so that people can book with you. I know that Jeremy from Wells Can Talk has done a birth chart reading with you or is going to do a birth chart reading with you. So um, yeah, happy to extend our our little coven fingers as wide as possible. Thank you so I much. I don't know why I made that creepy. 
I got like, <laughs> I it, like I salad it. fingers I flashed it. through I my brain. <laughs> okay, it's so funny you mentioned salad fingers because I am obsessed with nettle tea, obviously, and my coworkers <laughs> always make fun of me because of, they're like your salad fingers with your nettle. <laughs> like that's <laughs> so funny. Oh, that's great. I'll go ahead and link the salad fingers video in the show notes too, in case you <laughs> lived under a rock ten years ago. Yeah, I need some nostalgia. Oh. <laughs> Uh, well, on that note, is there anything else, anything you were dying to say that we didn't ask the right question for or any final pearls from either of you? I had the Mercury retrogrades, um, but if we are limited on time, I can do some stories about that throughout the year as well. Well, it hasn't kicked us off yet. It okay. actually said that we have unlimited minutes now. So sometimes oh. Zoom will do that as like a little gift to you to help you entice you to. Oh, cute. Okay. okay. Let's do yeah. it. Quick and dirty I Mercury retrogrades. <laughs> okay. Um, so with the Mercury retrogrades, and I also want to touch on one of the retrograde that we're currently in the Venus retrograde, but I will talk about that momentarily. Um, again, look at what houses all of these Mercury retrogrades are falling in, and that will show you the area of these um, that these retrogrades are going to be focused on, focusing on during the time. So the overall theme, I believe, for all of these Mercury retrogrades, um, I'm a big elements person, so I pay attention to the elements um, based on everything that's happening in the sky. In 2022, the Mercury retrogrades all start in an air sign and retrograde back into an earth sign. These are happening to, for all of them, except the very last one on December 29th to January 19th, that Mercury retrograde begins and ends in the earth sign of Capricorn. But there is, there's still a definite theme here with the air and the earth sign. So as we know, Mercury is ruled by Gemini, and those are air signs. Mercury is the strongest in the air sign, most comfortable, comfortable. But in the beginning, when they start their retrograde in an air sign, they retrograde back into these earth signs, requiring us to do a very big slowdown. Um, and as I've always said with the retrogrades, I didn't coin this phrase, but the retrogrades give us the opportunity to be in our reads, our REs. So to rethink, reevaluate, reconsider, and reestablish what we need in order to forge ahead with a clear path in the areas of our, in the areas of the earth sign themes, which are our day-to-day -day responsibilities, our health, how we feel stable and secure in our values. Um, our personal finances, our aspirations and goals, and even our career choices um, as well going forward. So during these retrogrades, there's going to be a slowdown providing us the opportunity to take all of this into consideration and knowing and knowing and having the knowledge that this is happening to allow us to welcome in what we need to readjust, whether it be our path, whether it be our thought process, the way we communicate, 
knowing that it's all here for our higher good, for us to be directed on our paths, whether we realize it or not, and to stay open and flexible. So we have our first Mercury retrograde starting this month in January, January 14th to February 4th. It will be in 10 degrees of the air sign in Aquarius to retrograding back to 24 degrees of the earth sign of Capricorn. Then we have the next retrograde happening on May 10th to June 3rd, happening at four degrees in the air sign of Gemini, retrograding back to 26 degrees in the earth sign of Taurus. Following that will be September 29th to October 2nd at eight degrees in the air sign of Libra to 24 degrees in the earth sign of Virgo. And then rounding out the rest of the year, we have our final Mercury retrograde on the 29th of December, moving into January 19th of 2023, 24 degrees of Capricorn, the earth sign of Capricorn, moving back to eight degrees of the earth sign of Capricorn. So this will be a great time. All of these dates will be a great time to really slow down, not schedule too many things if we can, but really be aware and conscious of how we're communicating, what information we're receiving, and how we're grounding down with what we know in order to then move forward when Mercury comes out of these retrogrades. One more retrograde I would like to note just because we are in it right now and I feel like it's very significant. Um, Venus is retrograde currently in the sign of Capricorn and Venus has been a huge theme as Venus is the ruler of Taurus and everything we've just discussed with those Taurus energies. So it's bringing us, it's bringing to light and slowing down how we're moving forward and making us reconsider, reevaluate and restructure how we look at our self-worth, how we look at our self-love, how we look at what we value in this world and what we take forward with us from this Venus retrograde. This is a very big transformative time that we're actually in at this moment. Um, in, in addition to Venus being retrograde in Capricorn, she is also conjunct, meaning sitting right next to this, the planet of Pluto. And if anybody heard, if anyone had happened to hear my Instagram full moon and Gemini story, I briefly went into the energies of how Venus is stationing retrograde on December 18th of 2021 and how it coincided with that full moon in Gemini. But when we think about Venus, as I said, she represents our worth, value, and personal finances, love, as well as wants us to feel comfortable and confident with all of those qualities and traits that she represents. But when she's retrograde, there is a slowdown happening really related to those Capricorn energies. So when v Venus stationed retrograde on December 
I'm sorry, I think I just said December 18th, December 19th at 26 degrees of Capricorn. Capricorn represents our responsibilities, um, ambition, aspiration. It also represents our careers, governments, um, and the structures in, in our lives. There is currently a reevaluation of worth and value in these areas since you know Venus is representing our values in the area of the Capricorn energies and how we find strength, safety, and stability in those energies. There can be a reestablishing of those values and how we hold ourselves responsible for the values and worth we have placed on ourselves, as well as how that pours into the expectations of how others value us as well. So I wanna make one more quick note during the beginning of this retrograde period, Venus is making a conjunction to the planet of Pluto, which represents transformation and powerful transformation at that. But also noting and knowing that essentially we have been called to almost break down to bear, to our barest self in, in order for this transformation to take place. So it may have felt like past, just past maybe things that we've dealt with in the past have resurfaced and reshown themselves for us to deal with currently, but it's giving us the opportunity to look at them in a sense of knowing what to do from here as we've dealt with them in the past and allowing the transformation to truly happen. And with it being in Capricorn, again, transformation, goals, ambition, possibly what we do for work and our career aspirations and what we hold ourselves responsible to. So this is big and it is permanently shape-shifting us. And I know for myself, I have felt this transformative energy from around the 19th up to present and it's, it's given me a lot of comfort knowing that this is happening, knowing that this retrograde is happening with a conjunction in Pluto in the sign of Capricorn. So it's given me a little grace for myself to know that this messiness, it's okay, it's on time and it's supposed to be happening. And again, with that theme of trust and welcome, knowing that I will come out the other end of this with a newfound sense of self-worth and power within. So taking a look at what houses 11 degrees to 26 degrees of Capricorn fallen and seeing where this big transformation is taking place um, can also provide a lot of insight as well. Well, mm -hmm. I'm really glad that Zoom gave us extra minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I think, yeah, I just personally can relate a lot of that to what's happening in my own life right now. So I'm sure that other people will be able to make their own connections, but oh, yeah, forever mind blown. Thank you. I just, well, I, I love that I'm always mind blown. You know, sometimes you expect to like stop being blown away by these things and then you're like, no, it's just magic all the time. I feel the same way. And I feel like 
with this practice and, you know, growing this knowledge, it has just helped me, it's helped me navigate, you know, it, it doesn't tell you, it doesn't predict precisely what your future will be, but it will help you just navigate, you know, the winding road of your life and just allow you some compassion and what turns up in your life. Yeah, I love the use of the word compassion, especially if we're thinking of of nourishment, of trusting, of self-love as a pervading theme this year. Um, Because I think there's, yeah, like you're not necessarily looking for answers to questions, right? Because we tend to always know what our true answer is, even if we don't want to. (laughs) Oh, true. Um. But it, it is such a nice tool to, to kind of separate you, give you kind of a degree of separation from what's actually happening so you can look at even your own life a little more objectively, Yeah, uh, which I think can help with some of these like Sunday, New Year scaries <laughs> I know. that I think we're all feeling this weekend. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I've been working on this. This is something that I learned in my astrology um, initial practice was to be the observer of your own life and to almost look at yourself from, you know, a hundred foot view above you. And that's really helped me as well. I, I like that as a, as a little tag along to our per which and slip from earlier. Yes. <laughs> to just be an observer. Yes. You know, and I think, you know, the overall theme of this that I came, I came to was to look at how we find the inner strength and the security and that strong constitution from within that's unwavering and not determined by factors from the outside. Because we can get so caught up with what's happening on the outside and let that form how we find those, those three S's I like to call strength, security, and stability, but really grounding down and knowing that from within and allowing the transformation to come and to be unwavered by it. Well, thank you so much, Gina, for your insight and wisdom and sharing your incredible talent with us. Um, Just to echo what Cheyenne said, I'm just always mind blown and forever impressed by you. And I'm so grateful that you have joined us yet again um, to give us insight and optimism of all things. You give us the biggest gift (laughs) to start the new year with. So thank you so much for being here. I'm very thankful and grateful to be able to be on your show. And I, it's, it's echoed right back. I am just in so much gratitude to you both. Thank you for inviting me back. I am, I'm very, very thankful for it. And I wish you both a beautiful 2022 and beyond. Mm, And to you, Dina, cheers to that. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, it was so good. Gina, I felt like shit all day, but that was so good. (laughs) I really needed that too. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this episode of Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks. 
If you're having a witching good time, we hope you'll help us to grow this little coven. You all know it's us against AI in this algorithm eat algorithm world, so please help us out. Please like, rate, and subscribe anywhere you're listening to us. Also, we want to connect with our spooky, Marg-loving friends out there, so please like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links for those profiles will be in the show notes. And hey, be sure to tell us what you're drinking tonight. We love you all so much, witches. Cheers. <laughs>